You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello, Sid Talk. Hello, world. Hello, everybody. Good day. Here we are. I'm going to record a podcast. It's going to be fun. Should we <laughs> that tell them the story? sounds a bit forced. I thought you just said we weren't going to say it. We'll tell them the story. Tell them. Oh my god, we just recorded it and someone was wrong with it, and so now we're doing it again. That's I mean, it's story. not just something was wrong with it. It was unusable, right? It, it was unusable. So audio. now we're doing it again. So if we forget anything, our apologies, you won't know. <laughs> yeah, true. So, it is Saturday, April the 3rd. This is after the show 678. The movie we're looking at this week is Godzilla vs. Kong. It's a 2021 movie from our friends at Warner and HBO Max. You can stream this on HBO Max right now. It's PG-13. And Sitar, what's the synopsis? Uh, the title pretty much sums that up for you. And if you don't know who King Kong or Godzilla are, then you need to do a little bit of research. I don't know who King Kong and Godzilla is. Do a little bit of research. Okay. The title tells you the entire movie, pretty much. I'll tell you the real synopsis. The epic next chapter in the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another, the fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong with humanity caught in the balance. Always humanity caught in the balance, my behind. So, Sidtar, what did you think of Godzilla vs. Kong? I enjoyed it, had a good time. However, it has flaws. Is that a reasonable way to say it? Yeah. Let's talk about the history of these. There's four of these movies. There's the first one. The second one, the third one, and this one. Directed by Gareth Edwards back in 2016. And then there was Kong Skull Island, which is still my favorite of the four. And then there was Godzilla King of the Monsters, which we universally both hated. (laughs) And now there is this one, which is Godzilla vs. Kong. Did we like it? I enjoyed it. I just said, I enjoyed it. I just, there's so many things wrong with it. All the way from, again, I would like to reiterate in any other podcast when I say I'm not a writer. I haven't written my own movies or my own TV shows. And so... I get it. It's probably very difficult, but oh my god, this is so badly written. The people are bad. The story is really crappy. I don't like the secondary plot line. All that stuff. It's that was really distracting. Thankfully, there's lots of you know creature activity and some cool science fiction that I couldn't quite get on board with either. But at least it was fun. I um enjoyed this one much more than the last one. It had better visuals. I like the visuals. It did look good. Sometimes. Not 100%. What I'm going to say now is pretty much the problem I have with this movie is uh, the human characters suck. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but tell everybody your plan for a future Kong slash creature movie. My plan is to not have any humans in the movie whatsoever. Mm. Just creatures. How about that? Just as like tons of creatures. I'm not talking about... Having Godzilla having his breakfast and wife Godzilla's giving him the paper on the way out to work and all that. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> That's a whole other kind of movie right there. I'm talking about, you know, just following it from the perspective of these creatures and going with it that way. I think that would but be... We, I am a kind of a picky person when it comes to story. What story would you be telling? The story of the battles between the monsters and why... Well, you don't need to tell the story. Just have them fighting. (laughs) 
But it's kind of what this is, and that's the problem. It hasn't got a good story. They're chilling in their own environments. I'm with you up until the point where we need to have a story. Like, we're watching it through the creature's eyes and seeing it from their perspective, and all of a sudden, human activity starts happening. They don't know what anybody's saying or doing, but they see ships in the distance and buildings going up, and they're just like, they can see that it's encroaching on their natural world, and they go to destroy it. How about that? There's your story. That sounds fine. (laughs) (laughs) We're not anti-human, just in these movies. So this movie follows the story. It starts with Kong. They're keeping him in captivity again in a... A bubble. In a big bubble. Here's what it is. The Truman Show actually built a gigantic studio as big as a town. And then it was abandoned after the movie was made. And now they've put him in there. And it's his natural environment. So he's (laughs) happy in a way. Right? Mm, he's lonely. He's chilling, he's like pulling up trees, he's throwing them. Yeah, he's lonely, but he's not treating him badly. The real victim of these movies is always Kong. Always. Kong's done nothing wrong, except just exist, and humans are idiots, and they try to kill him and weaponize him. There's that is my, true. There's my speech for the day. Poor Kong. And for me, Kong has a special place in my heart. One of my favorite characters of all time. I'm not always going to call him a monster or a creature because, I mean, he's just a giant ape guy, right? Is the 1976, and the 1976 movie is my favorite of them all. And humans always just, they're jerks, right? They put him in an oil tanker, they bring him to show him off. And what happens? They always end up dying because of it. But Kong just needs to be left alone, right? Leave him out in the woods or on the mountain or on on his island. Just leave him alone. You get what you're asking for if you go after Kong. True. So what they do is they figure out some weird sciencey shit <laughs> that they need Kong to help them in their fight against Godzilla. So they strap Kong to an aircraft carrier, take him across the sea to Antarctica to what? Shove him in a hole? Yep. And let him... And they don't give him a coat. It really pissed me off. They don't really care for him his well-being. Exactly. Or- they don't care about Kong's well-being at all. It's distressing. The ridiculous plan, you've got to take a um, leap of faith in this movie all the time, is in the middle of the earth, there is a place where Kong and his ancestors lived originally. Apparently. Kong, they tell Kong, hey, your family might be down there. Might be. And Kong jumps down there and they go after him in this specially built ship. And then it gets really crazy and like sci-fi, doesn't it? Yeah, let's I mean, not forget. The whole thing is, we find out, right, that there's this rich guy, very mega rich guy, who for who knows how many years has been building underground tunnels to, let's reveal it now, Hollow Earth, because that's a thing in this movie. Actual Hollow Earth exists. That's true. And he's been building the tunnels and the infrastructure and the spacey ship, or the not spacey, but the sci-fi ships to get there. And I guess they've never actually gone there yet because everyone acts like it's their first time, but they've built everything they need to go there. It's so how did they know weird. these ships would work? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Also, it's very weird. Very poorly written. I will say that as a snob. These ships uh, seem like they were... A cross between the ships from Tron and the Nebuchadnezzar from the Matrix. <laughs> yes, totally. 
um, as well. So yeah, they go down into the earth and, and that's what sparks Godzilla and Kong fight basically i did like that shot where godzilla basically drills a hole in the ground to the middle of it did you like that it was really lame i thought i'm like that's all you needed was for (laughs) godzilla to do his thing and then boom we've got a hole to the core of the earth and then they locked eyes with each other i mean there were millions correct they were millions of miles away from each other i I don't know how many miles away from each other let's just the physics of this (laughs) you have to let go of all science in the middle of the earth godzilla's on the in a city. Hong Kong. On the earth. Makes a hole in, and then they look down. He looks down the hole, and there's Kong. And they see each other. Yeah. How's that work? <laughs> uh, it's science fiction. Just always remember. Science fiction, science fiction, science fiction. True. The problem, yeah, I really liked the movie, I have to say. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a really fun kind of... I said to you, in the, in the actually in the middle of the movie, this would make a good theme park ride. <laughs> because... The part with the ships going down into the hole and all that. That would be a theme park ride with Kong. I don't know if it would be a good one. Well, it'd be one of those VR ones where you put a helmet on and you stick you in a thing that... So basically, don't need a ride at all. You could just get VR and do it at home. True, but you could also go on a ride if you were You could do it at home, and if you're going through water, then have somebody just spritz you with a little bit of water. (laughs) Or spit at you. (laughs) That'd be cheaper. Oh my god, they got dark very quickly. Yeah. So I enjoyed the visuals. You um, it had, it had its moments. It looked gorgeous a lot of the time, but then there was some weird size questions in my mind. There was definitely some size issues. Yeah. Like uh, perspective, but the actual visuals wetted the uh, imagery, and there's a lot of it, right? I mean the oh yeah, there's lots of battling, and I'm not a big fan of fight scenes anyway. Born kind of turned me around and a few fancy Bond fights will get me interested. But it doesn't matter that it's a giant lizard and a giant gorilla. It's still a fight scene. And after about four punches and a guy picking up another guy and smashing his head into a wall or a building, it gets very, very boring. I don't know if I was imagining things, but in the fight sequences, uh, the one where they were fighting in the city and they were hitting the skyscrapers, it seemed like they were doing some wrestling moves. Yes, it was wrestling moves. It was really obnoxious. Yeah, I was like, why are they doing... They wouldn't know what wrestling is. What are you talking... <laughs> Maybe that... They made it very human fighting instead of like kind of wild, savage animal fighting. I mean, wrestling moves where they wrestle and then they land in a building and they scrape their head across... And I kept thinking about how many people are dying at this. Yes! But, like in the other Godzilla movie, they made a point of showing you people going to the Titan shelters just before it happened. Yeah. So we're supposed to assume everybody's safe down below? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. There must have been people dying, right? There had to be. And then magically, our hero people are all just stood on the street looking at it. They're and then they find each other in a giant city. I know. There's a lot of things to pick on. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown's dad was on the other side of the world and he found her. <laughs> She goes, she on the phone and she goes, I'm just in Hong Kong. He's like, okay. <laughs> well, he was already there. Yeah, but I mean, he literally turned up exactly where she is. Hey, you're preaching to the choir he's on using the flaws the, in this script. Is he using the <laughs> GPS app on her phone? There's a side plot as well with Millie Bobby Brown's character. It's like this movie like flits between these two, the main thing and this side plot. And every time it goes back to the side plot, I hated that part. Okay. Did you? Yes. This little plot over here that ends up having the thing that saves the day is so incredibly bad. It's 11 
And a grown-up man who's a conspiracy theorist, podcaster, 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 podcaster. They rub it in our face that he's a podcaster, conspiracy guy. But he actually works for this big, gigantic corporation that's doing all of this stuff to develop the underground tunnels. You know what I mean? It's all twisted up together. And then this New Zealand teenage boy, he's from New Zealand, I can tell, is nothing, unfortunately. She's nothing. The guy's nothing. They're like mean to that um, New Zealand guy. They're mean to him. They all tell him to shut up at the end. Yeah, and it's just this sad, like, you. I think you said it, like, they had her in this other movie, right? And she was very famous at the time. Eleven, the lady. Millie Bobby Brown. Right. So we have to put her in this one because she does nothing for this story. Unfortunately, they put her in the position of the place where they save the day, but she doesn't do anything. It's just really lame. It's definitely like she's a leftover and it's... Forced. It's very forced. We need star power, so she's that. And we'll put her there. Yeah, sadly. It really was not her fault. How did you feel? Spoilers. There's some spoilers, 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 spoilers. How did you feel about the conclusion of the fight? The conclusion of the final fight? It just leaves me a little bit like, eh. So I don't want either neither Godzilla nor Kong to end up dead ever because they're just creatures living in the world. And the only reason we have a problem with them is because they interfere with humans, right? They, they're big and they're clumsy and they will kill us off easily. But other than that, they're just living in the world. And so I don't either want them to be like the victor. And so, spoiler alert, I was, I was okay with the ending because they just sort of went like, eh. We're done fighting. The ending mimics the old, mo- the old Godzilla versus Kong movie, where Godzilla just—he's tired, I think. Yeah, they kind of accept each other. Yeah, like, like you stay here, and I'll go over there, and we're good. You're tough. I'm tough. I'm done with fighting. I'm gonna wander off into the sea, and I'll pop back up when the sequel appears or whatever. Right? Mm, this sounds like the end of The Last of Us too. And <laughs> mm. fighting and fighting is not really a solution. Spoilers. <laughs> There's also some ludicrous things in this movie in terms of science and technology. The technology one that got me big time was the Godzilla movie from 2016 that what started all this off. It took place in 2016. And now this movie takes place maybe three or four years after that. But how has technology progressed in this time? <laughs> Light is this years. an alternate? Is this an alternate universe? Is this our universe or what? It's crazy, crazy advanced. The tunnels to the core of the Earth, the machine, everything. It's. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's only aged two or three years, right? Four years. But. But we are hundreds of years advanced. Like we're in Tron times. Yeah, we've got Tron ships that can go to the center of the Earth. We've also got. Those ones that go around the Earth, so you can go from New York to Hong Kong in, what, like, seconds? Like, yeah. really, really fast? Yeah, tunnels under the Earth with <laughs> anti-gravity, whatever it is, and some kind of weird power source that they never even explain. It's very they, weird. Is that power source taken from the monsters? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I made that up myself. Oh, well, that would be but an interesting like that, little like, twist. <laughs> like the electricity that came out of the one in the last movie, is it that kind of thing? Hmm. Well... If they would have explained that, it would have been cool. It would have been good. They go, you remember that thing with three heads that we took down last time? <laughs> oh, well, they did bring that up, sadly. Uh, I didn't under- quite understand that. I didn't either. They, one of the three, the three-headed thing, Gior, what's it called? Um, Gior? I forget. I mean, I don't know how to say it. Well, that thing from the other, from the last movie. Well, one of the heads 
they had the skull of it in a room with matrix wires going into it. And then a man with a helmet on <laughs> who was linked up to it. And then a mecha Godzilla. This sounds like I'm making this up. It does. <laughs> and that guy is controlling the mecha Godzilla through the hat that's attached to his mind and then the mind attached but to his skull. But it's a skull. Yeah, I don't get it. Okay, let's start over. Okay, so they have the skull of one of the three-headed moth. It's not Mothra, right? Giora. Yeah, just the skull sitting there. Just the skull. So let's keep this in mind. There's yeah, no brain LED matter. Wires going into yeah, it. there's no brain matter. There's no like soft tissue. There's nothing else. It's just the bone of the skull. And then the guy is sitting inside of it. It's got all kinds of neon tubes running in and out of it. And somehow. It is now communicating with the big giant transformer that they built that has the other skull embedded in it, right? So it can communicate with each other. It was very, I couldn't understand it fully. I could not understand it either. Mm -mm. But maybe it was explained very quickly by some dialogue by some guy. Or maybe. it was on a computer screen and we were supposed to read it. Because there's a lot of that going on in this There movie. was a lot of that, yeah. Funny. This rounds off the, I was going to say trilogy, but it's four movies. So the quadrilogy. How do you feel about the quadrilogy? Is it memorable to you? Or no. Not even, not even a little bit. Kong Skull Island for me, I really like. I Samuel L. Jackson. Helicopters. Crashing of helicopters. <laughs> cool Kong running around. Massive. This is, this is a very big Kong, by the way. Huge. Yeah. It's never yeah. big enough for me. I know that probably we have a traditional actual size that Kong's That's what supposed she said. to be. <gasps> Listen to you. Charming. But yeah, Kong is never big enough for me. <laughs> That's what she said. Always <laughs> uh, oh, funny. Never. Is it though? Never tedious. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe it isn't always funny. But hey, again, I have no sense of humor. Let's oh. not forget. So we're moving on to the cast here. The cast uh, starts with Alexander Skarsgård. Who is that guy? Uh, he's a vampire. You know, from so, the from the True Blood era yeah he plays nathan lind what did you think of doesn't Alexander? true blood seem like a really long time ago yeah the reboot in it is that long ago oh my We're actually well, gonna make here's it the deal about true blood short review the beginning awesome later not so awesome that's the whole review um i like him i feel like he's the best performance in the movie i i i feel like he was kind of settled into it and i mean there was nothing spectacular about him or very memorable but everybody else had a certain amount of hyped upness about them. You know what I mean? Every single person had a weird attitude or villainous or something, and he didn't. He was just kind of bland. And oh no, sorry, the other lady, the the lady scientist. He was who, kind of like an everyman type of guy. Yeah. He also was in that battleship movie that you mentioned. Battleship, yeah, he was. He was. He probably played the same character. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's explain. He's a professor. He's already written a book about Hollow Earth. Nobody believes him, blah, blah, blah. He's sort of in the basement of this university. Nobody believes him. He's a whack, you know, quack. But for some reason, the rich guy who built all of this stuff totally believes in him, but is only coming to him now to drag him over to help them do whatever they're doing. So that's where he's at. That's the character he's I playing. actually quite enjoyed him. There was, the, there was a bit of a joke, running joke throughout the thing about him being a coward. Mm, well, two times they mentioned. I don't know if that's I a running that. joke, but that's a running joke if it's more than once. Is it though? Yes. Oh, I, I forgot. I don't have a sense of humor. I don't understand these things. No, you don't. So you're <laughs> unqualified to, to talk about that. 
Millie Bobby Brown, no relation to Bobby Brown. Or maybe she is. I don't know. She is not. She plays Madison Russell. She's a leftover, like we said, from the last Sadly, movie. yes. And she has a personality transplant. She's well, not really the same girl. I don't even remember, so I don't know. She I just thought she was really unlikable. Here, she is really... I find her unlikable in this movie. Yeah. Exceptionally unlikable. I'm hoping that she's going to die. <gasps> don't say that. Like in a horror movie. No, you don't want her to... She's... No. I don't want any of these main characters to bite the dust. Well, you don't, but I do. Well, you're wrong. I'm hoping some of these are fodder, you know? <laughs> like King Monster Kong stands fodder? on her. Yeah. Nah. But anyway, Millie Bobby Brown's subplot in this movie, it was the worst part of the movie and I could have uh, done without it. Yep. 100%. If t- if, I think if you took it out and just retooled it a little bit, it would be better. Absolutely. Because... I kept feeling like, this is really cool. We're getting to the point. Oh, shit. Now we're back with these people. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, nope. I don't uh, want that. It, it was like a, you're on the edge of some cool thing. And then don't let's go back to this boring part. And you're probably not going to like. We're terrible because that's exactly But I mean, that's I how felt. it felt like, right? Yes. You, every time you, you would get into a really cool Kong part, you were like, oh. So now we got to go and sneak around some vents. It's, it was so lame. <laughs> Seriously, I just can't even, like, I can't explain to you. The sub, the, it's just lame. She and her pal and the dude with the p- conspiracy get in a van, go to these places where they shouldn't ever end up, and then they get into places where no one would get into. It's just, it's really bad. It's, it's super comical. It's like a skit from Saturday Night Live almost. Exactly. Rebecca Hall plays Eileen Andrews. I really like Rebecca Hall. Yeah, I like her. Now, what is she? She's a stereotype character as well, right? She is the, uh, they show us a little newspaper clipping of her called, and they call her Kong Whisperer. So mm. she's the scientist living in the bubble on Skull Island with Kong for 10 years with the child that he saved originally that we all thought was her child until she told us the story that she's not her child. I liked her though. But she literally is the Kong Whisperer. Yeah. And then this character, I was looking through the writing down the cast onto our show list. And I looked at this guy and I was like, I bet you this guy's a comedy sidekick type guy. (laughs) Not psychic, a sidekick. And it's Brian Tyree Henry as Bernie Hayes. Right on. What do you reckon of Bernie Hayes? (sighs) I just really hate kind of character. I don't like the... I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a specific character. He's the guy who knows all the shit that's going on. He just needs somehow to prove it, right? We've seen him in all kinds of movies. We just saw it in the movie that we watched recently. The Conspiracy, you know. But it was good. The Conspiracy. There was a conspiracy and there was like gas station thing and... Oh, yeah. 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 But but that was good. So I don't like... And I'm not... I don't think things are funny when somebody is like a bumbling, desperate comedy relief in quotation marks i just don't find it funny or entertaining or endearing at all so unfortunately for that guy that's that's what happened but did you know that he had a podcast (laughs) i know his character yes yeah thankfully we didn't have to listen to much of it and isa gonzalez i'm a big fan of this lady she's from the dust till dawn tv series which i really loved we watched the whole thing three seasons did you like it Yes, I love Dust Till Dawn TV. It's good. Yeah. Unfortunately, the character she's given to play here is rubbish. It was really bad. 
It's it was nothing. It was nothing. She says nothing important. She does nothing important. It's nothing. It's like literally she's the daughter of the billionaire guy. She's with them because we can't have him there and where he's going to end up biting the dust on his own, you know, at his own folly. And she's just nothing. It's sad. It's very sad. She says nothing of value at any time. That's I, true. I can't say enough about how this character was a complete waste of time. She's fine. I don't mind her. Yeah, it's, actress no, lady. it's nothing to do with her. No. It's just um it's just a shitty character. It it makes I think there's a character like that in again, comparing it to a movie. Battleship. I think there's one like that in there too. It might be Rihanna. Oh, maybe. You were like, Oh, what is this character? Hmm. And then it's just shitty. <laughs> So this is directed by Adam Wingard. This is his first movie in this franchise. They've had different directors throughout. Adam Wingard's notable to me. He's a Canadian director. He directed the movie The Guest, which I love. Do you remember that, The Guest? Yeah, I remember you loved it. He also directed the newest Blair Witch movie, which was not as good as The Guest. And he also directed one of those VHS short movies. That's where he came famous. So what do you think of his directing in this movie? Uh, does that tell you anything? I don't feel uh, like directing in these big, gigantic flicks really matters, except that you kind of hold the production together because you're not doing anything extraordinary or interesting cinematically, right? I mean, you've got the special effects people to do that for you. You've got Weta, like you said, to do special effects. You've got our editor to edit together all the footage. You've got probably lots of units out there filming for you because you're not going to be There's definitely able. lots of units. I looked at the credits and there was so many Exactly. So I don't know and I'm not belittling, you know, the responsibility of the director necessarily, but I just feel like there's no stamp of, oh, that definitely is that guy. You know what I mean? I saw this quote from Adam Wingard yesterday and he said... It was like, it's not an exact word-for-word quote, but this is what he said. He said... This is fake news. I hope that the recognition I get from making Godzilla versus uh, Kong lets me make more small movies like The Guests that I made, but actually companies give me money to make that. Hmm. So that's, to me, sounded like he likes his, he likes doing his own thing. Yeah. This would perhaps push him ahead a bit, making a movie like this. Which it would, wouldn't it? Because people would be like, he's the guy who directed this giant movie. Yeah, but is that good? But sometimes it can ruin you because then all yeah, you get offered... Say, what do people think of this movie? Because that's really what matters, right? Yeah, well, I think it's going down okay, this movie, to be mm, honest. Okay. I think it's been getting, you know, not middle reviews, but I mean, it's not a 10 out of 10 kind of movie for everybody, but I think people are liking it. IMDb reviews, what are those? Uh, those are reviews on IMDb. And when they're ones and we don't like it, we think they're hilarious. When they're ones and we do like it, no. When we don't like the movie and they write a one-star review, we think they're genius. When they write a one-star review about a movie we don't like, or that we do like, oh my god, I'm confusing myself. I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Just All read right. the reviews. This one, <laughs> this one's one out of ten. Are you ready? Okay. This movie was awesome and absolutely worth anybody's time. I mean, what can you say? The Monster Hurt-verse was awesome. This is one star? Yep. Oh my, I think they they might not know what stars Or is mean. it sarcasm? <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, maybe, this maybe. guy says, ultra boring. I was expecting some better ending for the Monta saga, but no, it did. It did. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> this guy says, Kong has never been a monster. This film is reducing the intricate nature of the better Kong movies to a cheap B-style movie. Mid-marketing mid exec meeting, that's why we don't have it. Mm, not sure I understand all that, but okay. And finally, about 20 minutes of good action. The human characters are poor and contribute nothing to the spectacle. Correct. Very correct, see? I'm agreeing with the one star. So extras, there are no extras because this was streaming on HBO Max. Did I mention you can stream this on HBO Max and that's where you can get it from? Fabulous. And thank you to HBO Max and Warner Brothers for letting us review the movie. Next week, we'll review another movie. Do you think they'll love our review? <laughs> well, I, I, like I say, I didn't hate this movie. I'm going to give it my score now. Okay. Well, my score is 7 out of 10. That's really I actually high. had a lot of fun with it. But that's super high. That's it is. A, that's close to 10. It is. Well, no, it's not. It's three away from 10. Yeah, but all you need is an eight and a nine. Did you see that? I did some math. I three. know, but seriously. I'm I'll give it a seven. That's mm, too, I, high. I had it's fun too with, high. It's not my favorite out of this bunch because Kong Skull Island is, but it's my second favorite. Okay. And I'm going to give it a 4.75. It's just below average. Hmm. Just below, because it's not memorable enough for me. It Remember last time, we, you give it more than that. Yeah, but I rethought it. <laughs> and if you're going to give it a 7, I'm going down a notch, because that's not reasonable. So, 4.75. All right. I'm because the it's just, it's not, the story and the people make it less than even average. So. All right, I'm going to uh, give you my movie recommendations for this week. Number one is Godzilla, the one with Matthew Broderick. Directed by Independence Day bloke. <laughs> what did you think of Matthew Broderick's Godzilla? I'm not reviewing that one too. It was fine. It was fun and wacky. Yeah, but, I liked yeah. it. At the time, There was it was like a, a thing where people were making these big special effects movies. Like we just started sure. doing special effects properly and they looked really cool. So Godzilla, that, and my other one is when I was thinking of Millie Bobby Brown. It's not a movie starring her. But it's a movie with a bunch of kids, kind of like Stranger Things, and it's Super 8 by J.J. Abrams. Super 8. Yeah, that's a good one. So I recommend those two. Yours are? Mine are going back to the 80s, as I've been doing this year, and I'm finally into 1981, after all this time. And my one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time, The Howling, and then The Incredible... Um, hold on, hold on. I Ask know. me what my favorite werewolf movie is i don't have to ask you i know what it is <laughs> well ask me for the sake of the podcast hey scully hey scully what's your favorite werewolf movie mom a naked american man just stole my balloons shut up <laughs> shut up i mean that's from the movie and that would be uh, mom a naked american man just stole my balloons that's from how i know it an american werewolf in london of course Yes. That's a classic. We need to watch it again, for sure. It is the best werewolf movie, no matter what you say. Uh, no. Uh, and my other one is The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Just because it's in the 80s and I'm going down my list. I it's a fun one, too. But I don't think I've seen it. I've seen the one where there's a giant woman. Both Lily Tomlin, I believe. Do you remember the giant, like, 
50 King foot Kong one. size. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. But I've never seen the one where she goes small. Well, then. I've recommended it, and now you have to watch it. Why does she go small? I don't remember. I bet she drinks a bunch It was of- the 80s. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I blurred it out. So, Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing more Yakuza Like a Dragon. There's this really difficult tower. It's called the Final Millennium Tower at the end of the game. I mean, I've finished the story and everything. There's just this new this tower pops up when you finish the game. And it's extremely difficult. Like, so difficult, it's nothing like the rest of the game. It's like for the ultimate challenge. And you get the platinum trophy if you do it. But I can't do it. <laughs> I need to do more grinding, Sid Doc. 30 more hours. I predict it. you'll find a way. I think I'll just keep doing it until I'm good enough and then do it. But nice. Uh, I've had a lot of hours out of this game, and I recommend it highly. Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm playing it on the PS5, but it's also on PS4 and Xbox. And PC, I believe. Maybe. And uh, Fortnite, in the uh, primal season that we're playing, they've added raptors, which are uh, dinosaurs that chase you down. You can shoot them and use their bones and meat to craft weapons. Or you can tame them using your wits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they'll become friends with you, uh, but they'll also eat anybody that gets in your way. So oh I like the taming method to have them as a little backup posse. So, uh, yeah, they've added dinosaurs. I think they're going to add different stuff throughout the season, and I'm hoping for, like, giant dinosaurs, like a T-Rex. That'd be really cool. Just, you know, like a big boss that everybody has to take down. Yeah. I mean, why not? Might as well. Fortnite just throws everything in there. So what is for dinner, Sid Talk? Well... We're going for the Jersey Mike. Not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. Just uh, really want a sandwich and I don't want to go get it. And they have free delivery. And there you go. But have we made some cool foods this week? We have. In fact, we forgot that part, didn't we? On our second recording. Um, This is our second recording. Yes. We have been making some amazing food. Thanks to learning from all kinds of sources and to getting HelloFresh, again, not sponsored. That'd be great, but no, not seeking any sponsorship. But it's been a great experience. You learn all kinds of stuff. You taste all kinds of stuff. This week has been a good food week. And um, tonight we're going to have a takeaway. So there you go. I made some delicious. It was pasta with Brussels sprouts. Oh, man, it was so good. It probably sounds awful to most people. That's only because if they aren't thinking about it. To us, we both like Brussels sprouts. But it was spaghetti noodles. With spaghetti noodles! Sh- with shredded Brussels sprouts. And the Brussels sprouts are like, you know, cooked until they're brown in a pan. And then there's like lemon zest <laughs> and herb butter. And it's all tossed together. And it was delicious. I w- I've never thought about putting Brussels sprouts with spaghetti. It doesn't... It would never. There you go. I would it never broadened th- your horizons. Tasted delicious. So uh, there you go. I made that, and it was great. It's I, kind of like along with my advice. What is your advice? My advice. What is, a good segue. Thank you. Thank you very much. Patting myself on the back. Um, my advice is: if there isn't a path, make one. The reason I brought this up is because we're. I want to make a little path, or I want an easier way to get from one part of our yard. To my garden area, because it's just shitty grass, and it's lumpy, and it's bumpy, and all that kind of stuff, so I need to make a path. And, you know, there's like, mm, you know, if I, how do I do it? What do you do? What do you buy? Whatever. 
I'm just going to go for it. We're going to buy some cheap shit and we're going to make a path. So in life, if you need a path to get from one thing to another, you don't need someone else to design it for you and tell you every single step, unless you're going to be like a brain surgeon or a rocket scientist or something where it's very important that you follow all the rules, right? Follow that path. Other things, just do your own thing. Like I never gardened in my whole entire life. Didn't I like it? I didn't like going outside. I don't particularly love going outside now. But for some reason, growing the seedlings and growing them outside and growing tomatoes, it's just hooked me over the last seven or eight years. And so I found my own path to my own way of gardening. I didn't need to listen to all the naysayers go, oh, you can't do that because that's not how grandma did it. So you might as well give up. I mean, that's kind of the vibe. So I just made my own way. And so I think if you do that in life, Sometimes you have to just go a little bit over to the side and go, you know what, I can figure out another way to get there. I can figure out another way to cook delicious food than to only look in the recipe books of my mother and my grandmother. I don't have to make apple pie the way they made it. I want it to be different, so I'm going to find another way, right? That's a very tiny example. But there's all kinds of ways to find your own path because at the end of your life, my life, I'll say for myself, I'll just be done with life. And then what would have the point been if I'm just following every path that every the whole of humanity's made for me? It's like I didn't even exist. Also, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> it's not like a box <laughs> of chocolates. Overrated. Highly overrated. I don't know. Eh, whole other mm. discussion. <laughs> All right. So good advice. Well said. Succinct to the point. Thanks. Thanks. Very good. You can catch uh, us on ascoli.com. That's our website. Twitter and Facebook. Instagram. This podcast itself on anchor.fm slash after the show, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are sold. You don't have to buy it though, it's free. <laughs> you can also email feedback to me, ascully, ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk, she hates all you I books. don't hate, I actually don't hate anybody. And stay classy, Mr. Kong, the best actor in this movie. Better than all <laughs> the humans. And very emotional performance and Oscar worthy. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. 